Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here. This is the Neighborhood Watch. It is Monday, August 28th, 2023. ACC, they are on the verge of some new additions. We'll break that down. And the Big 12 connection with those additions. What does this mean? Does this mean anything for the future of the Big 12 about how schools can be added? Is it a good thing for college sports as well? We'll break that down on today's show. We cover all things Big 12, five plus days a week. Best place to go get us is YouTube. You can also find us wherever you all get your podcasts. And you guys can find us, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those places. Twitter, at Josh Neighbors underscore at NWPod365. Uh, And once again, please, please, please subscribe to the channel. We are on our way to 12,000 subscribers. Help us get there. Trying to do it by the end of the month. Not much time left. So making that big push. Help us get there. Our CBS Sports Big 12 Pick'em will begin this week. I will put it in the chat below. You all can join. Whoever wins the end of the season will get the uh, Neighborhood Watch podcast piece of apparel of their choice as well as a 365 hat that i will make sure you guys get your way so uh we'll start that this week excited you guys can pick along us every single game at cbs sports once again i'll have a link below and i'll make sure i tweet that out so make sure you follow us on twitter at nwpod365 so you guys can jump in here from the get-go all right so it is game week we have reached game week it is a monday as i'm recording this So we are four days away from the beginning of the season. But before we get there, guys, we're getting more conference realignment news, not necessarily about the Big 12, although some of it was Big 12 related. Uh, It's about the ACC, but there is a Big 12 piece. And actually, I think there's two Big 12 pieces. So we'll get to that here. All right. So this comes from Pete Thamel. He says, uh, sources continue momentum for the ACC to add schools. This is uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, so 9.30 Central, so about two hours ago when I'm doing this. A decision on ACC expansion is expected this week, sources told ESPN, uh, and they told that there's continued momentum toward the league adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Early Monday morning, ACC officials were working on gathering the league's presidents and chancellors on a call to further discuss and potentially vote on the issue. Excuse me. After a weekend of conversations, a source told ESPN that the details of the potential additions are, quote, only in pencil, end quote, but it's trending in the direction of happening. One of four ACC schools that had previously objected to the additions, 
Clemson, FSU, NC State, and North Carolina needed to change its vote, and that is expected to happen this week. Sources cautioned ESPN that the situation is fluid and nothing is finalized, but the general tenor heading out of conversations over the weekend is that the league is close to formalizing the additions. While there's momentum towards additions, a decision either way is coming in the early part of this week. This is the fourth week that ACC officials have discussed the potential additions, and there's a now or never tone hanging over the next few days. So they've kicked this around enough to know. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips discussed the potential additions with the ACC presidents in small groups last week. Phillips also spent the bulk of the week uh, having smaller conversations with the four no schools in an effort to get them on board with the expansion plan. Multiple sources have told ESPN's Andrea Adelson. One source indicated Phillips would likely uh, would like to have unanimous vote on expansion because he sees this as a big win for the conference, particularly as a way to secure its future. After weeks of strife, a unanimous vote would indicate he has every league member committed and on board with the decision. ACC officials are still dialing in on how to divide the pool of money that would be split up among ACC members after the three schools join. This is the big kicker, obviously, right here. SMU is expected to join the league with no broadcast media revenue for seven years, per ESPN sources. Cal and Stanford are expected to initially join at approximately 30% shares. So if they're going to you know, be adding schools on at 30 million basically a piece, um, they're going to be getting like $10 million a year. Pete goes on to say that's expected to create a pool of between 50 and $60 million annually to divide among ACC schools. Some of that would be distributed to all members and the rest would be put into a pool for success initiatives. Discussions on how that pool of money centers on how it's divided. You know, they're trying to figure out how to divide everybody's satisfaction, taking into account CFP appearances, ACC championships, ACC championship appearances and bowl appearances. One source believes that there should be a tiered approach to how the bowl money is divided up. An orange bowl appearance should be worth more than a pinstripe bowl appearance. For example, there's also an ongoing discussion about how much Notre Dame should share in the added money the league will receive from the new schools. Uh, so yeah, obviously this is fluid right now. Uh, and, and right now, you know, it's supposed to be in right now I'm reading this again. Another source indicated that adding these schools is essential, not only for long-term security, but also to help discuss the revenue gap with the sec and big 10, which is set to grow roughly $30 million per year. The source said the current plan is the only thing that's getting us closer to closing that gap compared to other options that have been presented. So, Right. What is the crux of this issue? Why are we doing any of this anyway? So the big issue here is schools like Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, NC State, Carolina, I mentioned Carolina, uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Duke. They have got some serious concerns about their gap to the AC, to the SEC schools and to the Big Ten schools. And they should because that gap appears to be trending towards a direction where it is going to continue to grow. 
right? So those schools are trying to think, okay, what can we do to prevent that from happening? Well, we saw the Saudi Knowles joke going around. We saw the fact that Florida State is having the idea of pairing up with a private equity firm. They want to get out of the ACC uh, pretty badly. And the ACC, for their part, needs to figure out what they can do to prevent that. The issue for them being they have a television contract that keeps everybody together until 2036. So it's solid in that way in kind of that, that uh, direction. But the big issue is that it's not paying them enough money to keep up with those big 10 schools. Not, you know, if you're talking about these big competitive schools, Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state, going to go SEC, Georgia, Alabama, you want to think about how you keep your schools competitive. And it's not just, this is not about NIL. This is about the physical facilities. This is about student athlete experiences. This is about recruiting weekends. It's about all of those things about support staff and retaining coaches and all of those things. You know, guys, I, I talked about this the other day and I, I'll continue to mention this, but, uh, and I was actually listening to cover three the other day. They made the same point. Like, the price tag that these coaches are getting in the Big Ten is is going to be uh, have a bigger uh, impact on the next coaching cycles. So I gave the example of Jamie Chadwell, right? If Jamie Chadwell has one nice year at Liberty and Indiana fires Tom Allen and Indiana were to offer uh, Jamie Chadwell $8 million a year to go coach there, $7 million, whatever it is, it's hard to turn down because those schools are making so much money. And you're going to talk about, you know, sure, not the top programs, the ACC being hurt by that, but the mid-tier program as well. And then if you extend that to the, to the, you know, the higher level, like think about Oklahoma State. They could not retain Jim Knowles and Ohio State got him. That will happen to the Florida States of the world, the Clemsons of the world, maybe not them so much as the Carolinas of the world, the Virginia Techs of the world, the UVAs of the world that, you know, hey, they're strong academic institutions. If they start training good seasons together, folks might want to leave those schools. Schools, you know, Carolina, which has got a great brand, Virginia Tech, which has had a great brand, and go to other places because they, you know, they can get more money. And that gap, those gaps matter because you're going to be asking donors to make up more of that gap um, and, and try to be competitive. And it's just not tenable because also those donors need to do things like NIL, right? Other donations as, as, as well. But that's what you're going to end up having to ask to do. And that's why they're trying to find ways to fix the gap right now. So these additions, because, you know, these schools, I mean, they're, they're basically exploiting these schools. Let's start with Stanford and Cal. Stanford and Cal want to join a power league, right? They they were not active enough, in my opinion, when it came down to the end of the Pac-12 days. You know, the Pac-12 was basically gone at this point in time. And it just did not seem like you, you were not hearing a whole lot of them out in public talking about their situation. And I felt like they, they were not out there uh, enough trying to help themselves, in my opinion. And look, we laugh at some of the other schools. We're trying to be out there and saying some ridiculous things. Yes, but at least some schools were out there trying. Stanford and Cal were pretty quiet. So pardon us in the media and whatnot if we believe that there should be some questioning of how serious Stanford and Cal are taking their sports. Well, they're taking a significant reduction here if this ends up happening for them. At least they're still in a power conference. That's fine. And they're good academic schools. That's fine. But still, 
They're going to be having a massive gap to other schools and some big questions about how they, you know, deal with travel and whatnot and how serious they are, are going to persist because if they're in the Atlantic coast conference and they're traveling all the way across the country, well, they're going to, somebody's at the pony up with all that travel. And if you want to maintain a football program, like $10 million a year is not going to maintain all of your football program, your basketball program, and all the non-Olympic sports, non-revenue sports. Now, look, they've got some folks that have got some deep pockets that'll support some of those really, I mean, Stanford and Cal are very, very good Olympic sports. So hopefully they've got some other folks, you know, in the background who will take care of those sports. But still, like, you're not going to be able to do it just based off revenue. You're not going to be able to compete you're getting that smaller chunk and you're trying to travel a much further distance for all of your games. Cal will be Stanford's closest opponent. Stanford will be Cal's closest opponent. The next closest opponent is going to be the SMU Mustangs. And then you're basically going to have to hit the East Coast or Louisville before you get your next closest opponent. And so that puts you in a very difficult position. That then brings us to Southern Methodist. And I saw this brought up and I actually think it's an, uh, an interesting idea to kick around here. But SMU joining the ACC and not just joining the ACC, but forfeiting that much revenue moving forward. Does that set a dangerous precedent moving forward? You know, it's basically the, the school is like, we'll do whatever it takes to be a part of the conversation, to be a part of the ACC. And I think that, you know, the, the issue then at that point is going to be, um, and I know that some of these schools have had the conferences over the barrel, but like the other way around now, right? Do you want a situation where the schools will do whatever they have to do to be a part of the conversation? And when I think about that, I also think about what that means for the Big 12. They want to be a part of the conversation when it comes to the college football playoff. What does the Big 12 have to give up to make sure they are a part of the conversation? What does the ACC have to give up to be a part of the conversation? Because they're all chasing the Big Ten and the SEC. I've seen some other shows, other talking points. I've even seen some comments on here, guys, about which conferences are the best or whatever. Like, there is no doubt. The SEC and the Big Ten are better than the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the ACC. I don't care what you all think. I don't care what you all say. It's just a reality, all right? It's just a reality right now. Clemson is not what they used to be. They're hoping Florida State is back. Miami, they're trying to get them back. But when it comes to football, well, just when it comes to money, the SEC is top dog in, in, in terms of football. Uh, it comes to, you know, football, success, the SEC. Revenue, success, the Big Ten. Combined success, it's those two programs, it's those two conferences and everybody else. And as long as the gap grows, that will grow. TCU is a great story last year, but when push came to shove in the final game of the year, they were lambasted, right? They still beat a Big Ten school, but the Big Ten has got Ohio State, it's got Penn State, it's got Michigan. Those three programs are better than basically anybody else the, the Big 12 is putting out right now in the future as well. That's a fact, all right? So everybody is trying to play catch-up. And the ACC's television contract they might have better brands right now when it comes to football and better brands for basketball, but the Big 12 is a better basketball league overall. The Big 12's uh, football is competitive, and also the Big 12's TV contract is good, and it's it's better than the, uh, the other situation the ACC is dealing with. So you tie those things together. You tie in the fact that the, the, uh, the Pac-12 is going away. The Big 12 is in a decent spot, but that's compared to the rest, right? So are you battling for best of the rest, or are you trying to be a part of the best? And that's what everybody is chasing after, and – 
the sacrifices that are going to be made along the way. We're already seeing it now. Schools are going to be much more willing to travel, travel greater distances to make these games happen, to make these situations happen. So they can have a bigger piece of the pie, whether it be money-wise, be a part of the conversation, relevance, all of those things. Everybody is making a sacrifice. And is that good? I don't know. I mean, it could work to the Big 12's advantage, right? What if Brett Yormark says, hmm, if SMU is willing to join the ACC at that, do I go to UConn and Gonzaga and ask them, all right, guys, look at what SMU is doing to join the ACC. What is being a part of the Big 12, the best basketball conference in America, period? What is that worth to you all? What does that mean to you all? And I think it's a very interesting question to be asked. But I also have to ask, like, is this what we want? Do we want a situation where schools or conferences are selling their soul to be a part? Now, because there's a balance, right? Like the Stanford and Cal thing we mentioned, there are some valid concerns about how serious those programs are taking this thing. I would, I would posit to you all that, hell, even Kansas – there are Big 12 programs that deserve to be in the spot they're in because they are putting more effort, more time, more money, more resources, more fan care into being a part of major college football and major college basketball. Those schools deserve a seat at the table, right, over a Stanford and a Cal. Um, and so I think we have to ask, like, yeah, you need to make the commitment, but there's a lot of schools out there like Texas Tech like Oklahoma State, like Baylor, like these big 12 schools that I'm mentioning that are putting the effort forward. They are making all the efforts possible to be a part of major college athletics. They deserve to have a seat at this table. This should not just turn into the semi-pro league where it's like, all right, look, I, I love my soccer, but like this is college sports. We don't need it where it's like 20 teams up, 20 teams down, relegation, all those things. I don't think we need it like that. Because say what you want about the Big 12 realignment situation. It was not a bad faith situation. What it was was those schools had a choice to make, right? They had the option of Pac-12 there, which they gave every single opportunity to. And they had the Big 12 option. At the end of the day, because of the circumstances, the Big 12 option was the place to go. You've got a situation here with SMU, and I, like I've got no ill will towards SMU. I really don't like. I don't have too many thoughts about them, to be honest. Um, and I, look, I know that they've got their place in the league, uh, or you know, kind of in relation to the Big Twelve conversation. Like they've got a, you know, there's a they have a part to play in all of this. Um, but you know, you've got a school saying, "Look, we're we're willing to do whatever. We'll take seven years of no TV distribution." It sets up and look, they should be concerned about SMU. So if it's what's best for them, it's, it's great. But you have to be worried about like, what does this mean moving forward? Are conferences going to start asking schools to take pay cuts? You know, um, thinking about like the competitive balance, right? The revenues and whatnot. You know, the ACC is in a situation now where it's like to even hold on to these members. And guys, here's the thing. I think as, as soon as Florida State, Clemson, Miami, and whoever else can leave, they're going to leave. Like they'll find their way out eventually. So do you want to be in a situation where it's like, we're going to give up our souls, the ACC, to make sure these schools are happy so they stay an extra year or two longer? I don't think those schools are going to stay. I mean, it's an extra $60 million in revenue, and they might split it amongst the schools, but the gap's still $30 million, and you're spreading out $30 million amongst you know every single school, and your competitive balance, like, what's the most the schools can get back to close the gap? Is it, is it enough? 
And so I think that is something we seriously have to consider here is, you know, uh, like if we're heading in one direction, here's the thing. Are we just staving off the inevitable? Are conferences and schools making decisions to stave off the inevitable? And are they the right choices? Because we're going to end up in a spot where, you know, and look, you can say, hey, the, these schools that join the Big 12 make the right choice along those lines as well. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, right? Like, are we going to be in a situation here in five, 10 years, the Big 12 is left out of whatever the college football playoff situation is. And we're all looking around being like, man, why do these schools even leave the Pac-12 to begin with? They're now upset. They're now not a part of this conversation anymore. And they could have stayed together and with those schools that matter. Look, I don't think that's the case, but we have to ask, like, are all of these concessions worth it? Because are we just ending up into a same spot, a same place we're always going to be where none of it matters? There's 30 schools that matter. And those are the ones playing major college football and I hopefully not major college basketball. But, you know, I think as we see concessions, we have to ask, all right, what's the point? Because isn't isn't Florida State and Clemson just going to chase the money anyway? I know the ACC has to do whatever they can. I'm not saying they shouldn't do this. They're adding, they're getting more money, I think, as the pro rata. They're going to get more money, and they're going to be able to distribute it more. So it's a smart move on their point. But it kind of just shows you, like, is, is it all just futile in the end? Are we all just – uh, going to be beholden to the 20 schools playing in the Super League? And, you know, is the ACC even going to be able to hang on? I mean, this is why, guys, when the Big 12 added more schools, I was saying, hey, in the long run, like, what are we actually fighting for here? Uh, what's the big, you know, because the Big 12, the battle they won is the war. Is that going to be something the Big 12 can win? Uh, you know, and then the war is, can you be a part of major college football? Basketball, the Big 12 will be a major part of that. The ACC thing will remain a part of that as long as they hold on to those brands. But can you be a part of major college football down the line? I think that's what everybody is fighting for here. I think this sets an interesting precedent. But it's not a done deal yet. It feels like, though, it's all but a done deal at this point in time. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. I will have the CBS Sports link that you all can go to to join the Neighborhood Watch Pick'em. I'll have the information down below as well. Once again, subscribe to the channel. Please help us get to 12,000. Uh, it'll be awesome if you guys can do that. And then find us wherever you guys get your podcasts. All right, folks, we'll see you all tomorrow.